Welcome to the Live Right Now podcast with author, speaker, and chef Wendell Fowler and me, the official ringer of the Fiber Bell, producer Alan. This is where food and faith come together in a recipe for mindful living as we talk about how we can live right now. Here we are again, Chef Wendell Fowler. Hello, producer Alan. We've got the Fiber Bell. And it's another episode of Live Right Now. Talking to the kids this time. That's right. We're going to get into some uh, breakfast and some breakfast alternatives. But Wendell, you have been very busy this week. Yes, we have. Yes, I have. You've been uh, talking to some important people. Yeah, yeah. This week I did a a keynote, a lunch keynote for a uh, um, AIM Medical Group, which is a trust uh, insurance company that they were feeding all uh, small ma- mayors from sm- not small mayors, <laughs> but mayors from small cities. All right? mayors four foot and under. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were all sitting there and listening to me. And you know, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, my job is to convince people that the beauty of a plant based diet. So no, it was a great time. They were they were very receptive. Actually, they were very receptive. So I broke out my uh, Eat Right Now program, and I've been tweaking the, the, the speech notes a little bit, and each time it gets a little bit re- more refined. I'm listening to people, finding out what they want to know. And, but anyway, then also uh, the, the uh, Batesville. Team Wendell. Oh, Batesville. Yeah, Batesville. Actually, let's go to Batesville. Yeah, Batesville was a weekend in, uh, two weeks ago where the city of Batesville and the school system and, uh, and uh, got together and said, let's bring Chef Wendell down here and let him talk to the students. You know, when a, when, a, when a nurse talks to the students or somebody who's too science-y, the kids are like going, blah, 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 blah. What are they saying? It was, it's the teacher from, a, from, from Charlie Brown. What's he saying? And I go in with lots of love and encouragement and, and, and make it palatable, make them laugh while they're learning. And by golly, we taught, we, we affected a lot of people. Even the teachers were walking away going, well, I didn't know that that was bad for me and that I need to be eating more of this, so thank you. So... So yeah, I'm getting I'm a lot more up down the road. Um, I'm turning down a few little keynotes because I'm getting so busy with keynotes. So I'm very glad that people are finally getting the message that uh, the power, that food is the most powerful medicine. Yeah, not to say that you're too busy to be asked. Oh no, please call, please call. <laughs> no, we, we streamline each event to suit the needs of each person and it's very reasonable but you know we're talking about the father of medicine who was that that was a hippocrates he was a pretty hip cat like 400 bc now how long ago was that we've kind of strayed well so you do the math it's uh, 2018 (laughs) and then minus uh, a lot of years alan (laughs) but you know he was the one that said let food be thy medicine and thy medicine shall be thy food and then later on in what the 1900s uh Einstein chimed in and, and said the doctor of the future will no longer treat the human frame with drugs, but rather will cure and prevent disease with nutrition. And my big question is, Alan, is what the hell happened? <laughs> Maybe we haven't gotten to the future yet. <laughs> Where did we go wrong? <laughs> we're still waiting for the future. <laughs> I guess. I know. Well, we're working on it, though. Yeah, we're we are. We I are. Mean, you know, when when you cook the you know proper food, when you cook what comes from the earth, when you eat a plant-based diet, you know, you're putting a, basically a vitamin pill on a plate. Absolutely. Nailed it. And that's where you know, we're trying to kind of guide mm-hmm. folks to mm-hmm. be. That's exactly right. That's where I'm trying to guide myself to be. And it's, oh, you're I mean, doing it's, great. It's, but it's, it's a marathon. You know, you be patient with yourself. You're doing outstanding. You're making one step at a time. You know, like you said, when that food is fresh, Alan, you've learned that when food is fresh and just comes right out of the garden, everything is energy. The energy of that plant and that apple, that cucumber, that head of romaine lettuce or cherry or whatever you're picking, 
is extremely intense at that time. It's loaded with the energy of the universe, oh, vibrating absolutely. at a very high frequency. When we eat that, we all of a sudden benefit from that energy. Our cells rejoice and do the happy dance and going, <laughs> yes. oh, this is wonderful food. I'll send this to the spleen. I'll send this to the brain. I'll send this down to the kidneys. And your body is this amazing machine. But, you know, the wheels fell off and, and, and sometimes we don't give our body what it needs. And, yeah. and it's important for us to think about not just our bodies, but you know, those that we're responsible for, too. I, I mean, as parents, you know, we've got kids that we got to look out for. Yeah, don't we ever. And, I mean, Team Wendell. Hashtag Team Wendell. <laughs> got to go there, man. Absolutely. It's I mean, cool those place. guys are killing it. And these kids, these are kids. I know a couple nine-year-old kids that know more than some of my 26-year-old nutritionist friends, and that's the future right there. Oh, absolutely. Well, you had uh, had one guy on the, on the TV segment oh, yeah, a few weeks yeah. ago. And oh, little Olsen. Yeah, Olsen just killed he it. He killed I mean, it. He was he? awesome. Do you remember his T-shirt? His T-shirt said, pesticides kill my vibe. <laughs> this is a nine-year-old kid. I'm walking up. Whoa, I like this boy. Well, I, he's, you know, he's one of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's it. And, oh, you know what? Well, it, it, it's, it's so not, much hope for the future, Helen. It's, it's not even so much one of us, but he's, because we are, I mean, all of us are, are one of us. Whether you've come to, to see the light on what you're eating and the importance of it or not, we're, you know, we're all one. Exactly. Um, so I, I guess, you know, in that sense, you know, I guess we're all one of us. But exactly. he, he has seen the light. He's been taught oh, well. Old soul. He's been around a few times in my mind. <laughs> I mean, you know, I may not believe in the reincarnation thing, but that's okay. But, you, you know, a guy, that kid this young has to have some kind of age old soul in him to be able to still wise at his young age. Well, that's true, but he also has to have a good foundation from his parents. Oh, yeah. But his, he, gave pre, he gave credit to his mom and dad on live TV show, and I thought that was very honorable of the young man to say that. I was so, so tickled that that he would compliment mom and say, mom was my best role model and dad too, so. Sure, so. We are their first teachers, you know? Absolutely, and you know, how else are they going to know what's good and what's not good? Well, and yeah, and, and we can tell them, but if we're eating bad food like cereal, if we're eating Kellogg's, you know, uh, Fruit Loops for breakfast, then they're gonna think it's okay, so we're sending out a bad message because we're, we're their first teachers. Those first seven years of our lives Carl Jung said, where, the, where we really set the template for what we're going to be forever in our life. Show me a five-year-old and I'll show you the man type of thing. We've heard that before. Sure. But I think what the big food has realized too, and I've known this for a long time, is that the kids are, are important to them too, <laughs> but in a different way that's not so attractive. You know, like the, the cereals I'm talking about are like Kellogg's, Fruit Loops, Corn Pops, Apple Jacks, Honey Smacks, Lucky Charms, or about 50% of the box of uh, cereal is, is, is the weight of its sugar. Because early on, like street drug pushers, uh, Kellogg's and CW Post realized that people love and can, can become easily addicted to sugar. Well, and that's exactly what's happened. That, well, that's exactly, and, they, and they, they know that kids really, really, really like sugar, you know. So, boom, you know, processed sugar, high fructose corn syrup, cane sugar, Processed grain cereal should never be fed to kids, you know, and they never should have even begun. You know, 
I wouldn't even serve it to the walking dead, quite frankly. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of us have become because of all this. I mean, the more you get, the more you want. Because but we think it's normal. That's the wildest part. Well, and our brains become adapted to it, and it becomes normal for our brains. And without it, I mean, it really is a drug. You end up on withdrawal if you... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Everybody knows the boiling frog syndrome. You know, if you put a frog in boiling water, he's not going to want to go in there. It'll hop you, right out. But if you slowly turn the heat up in little increments, and that's what's going on in America, they slowly add this. They slowly, so it's also almost un unnoticeable, but we're getting more and more chemicals. So when they say, oh, this chemical's not bad for you, well, that's one dose. But I eat every day. I'm getting seven or eight doses. So it's the accumulative effect of these chemicals. So they only focus on, oh, well, one tablespoon's not going to hit you. Well, we don't eat one tablespoon. It's like... One slice of pizza is good, but who's going to eat one slice of pizza? Well, it's on, on your box of cereal. It says, you know, one serving size right. and gives you all the nutritional information for that. But when you pour your bowl of cereal, you're not measuring it out and going, okay, this is, you know, one cup of cereal right. with a half a cup of 2% yeah, exactly. whole milk. Mm -hmm. you know, most of us end up with... You know, two, three cups of cereal oh, at, at the very least. Oh, easily. So you'll multiply your nutrition and suddenly you're eating almost all of your daily mm -hmm. calories mm -hmm. yep. and, and not good calories, mind you. No. All at one there's, sitting. There's, oh, check this out. While you're having that cereal, <laughs> your researchers uh, at, at uh, Cedars-Sinai, um, the scientists, I should say, many animals uh, studies suggest that chemicals added to breakfast cereals are adding to America's obesity crisis. This, this was on Facebook and social media for a while, so I started checking it out. There's a chemical called BHT. It's an antioxidant that's commonly added to breakfast cereals to protect uh, the nutrients and keep the fats from turning rancid. I can understand that. You know, sure, you want shelf life. Um, but it's also <laughs> that there's something called PFOA, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's a polymer found in home cookware and carpeting and other products. There, we're getting on the edge of insane right there. And then there's another one. Um, TBT uh, is a compound in paints that make its way into the water and accumulate in seafood. I mean, you want your food to last at least a little while after you yeah. but you don't want it to last as long as the interior of your house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, but, carpets and paint. I mean, you if your body doesn't understand, if these chemicals aren't naturally existing in nature, I mean, we're carbon-based species. We're, everything that we're made of, the stars are made of. Everything's carbon. Everything carbon, carbon. So when your body gets chemicals that came totally out of the spectrum of everything that is natural, your body's going, wait a minute, what am I putting in my body? Your body's raising its ugly fist and giving you symptoms. Symptoms are the, your body's way of telling you something's wrong. But then pharmaceutical drugs come along and give you a pill that just hushes the protests of your body, trying to tell you you're still sick as heck. You just don't feel it. So therein is the, the, the big ka for the pharmaceutical industry. Well, but if I feel okay, I must be okay, right? Yeah, right, yeah, well, wow. yeah. Well, we all know that's a big pile of horse muffins. <laughs> I mean, just just <laughs> because you know, you're not feeling the pain, just because you're not seeing the inflammation exactly. on the exterior, yeah. you still feel the results in your energy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, your energy oh, levels, yeah. when you're doing this to yourself, mm -hmm. go so far down, you don't even realize what you're missing. Mm -hmm. And if you come away from it, just for a little while even, mm -hmm. the energy level goes up. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I, you've experienced this, but, and anybody else who's experienced this can tell you, when you get that energy level back, you'll go, Holy yeah. cow. Another whole level of feel good was waiting and they didn't even know it because they were fear. They were scared to change. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be afraid to change.
you know, we should be afraid of change. And that's what's kind of happening right now, or, or our refusal. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I, I'm just looking at the list here, and I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know how I am about love. I think love is, is all there is. I think love is the answer to every well, problem on the earth right now. All but, you need is love. All we need is what? love. All, da, 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 da. all together now. <laughs> <laughs> but when I look at things like Kellogg's Fruit Loops, that are loaded with sugar, hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated oils, modified stewards, uh, food starts, Anato, BHT, Artificial red dyes, 40, 10 grams of sugar. Fruit Loops and marshmallows contain 13 grams of sugar. You know, I mean, that's, that's extraordinary. Uh, all these things, Kellogg's Pops, uh, Corn Pops, Apple Jacks, Honey Smacks, well, all these know, Basically, almost everything that you yeah. see on the shelf at your grocery store. Now, that's and not the same. level is that the kids do it, right? That's, well, not our <laughs> eye level, just the next shelf down. Uh, Those but, guys were maniacs. But, I mean, not everything on the shelf is bad, mind you. I mean, oh, there, no, there are there are good products you out there. You betcha, Alan. And, and but you've got to step outside of your comfort zone and look to the left and the right of all of them, and you're going to find just pick it up and go. Oh, it's just got grains, natural sugar, maybe evaporated cane juice, uh, which is has a lesser zoom crash and burn than processed sugar. Anytime you can get away from the processed sugar, I'm not saying sugar is good, Alan. Please, I'd love the whole world to get off of it, but. Yeah, it's a drug, dude. I'm not going to get people off sugar. but Well, if you get away from just the processed sugar yeah. and you leave the natural sugar, sure. you're going to be making a, a huge step right exactly. there. And, you know, as we've said time and time again, just you know, just take one step. That's you know, if, that's, if that's your first step, that's a really good first mm -hmm. step. Pat yourself on the back. You know, say, I'm proud of yourself. You know, you need to encourage yourself. It's hard. It's not hard. And it's not easy to change your habits. No, I mean, it's like, like changing your religion. Absolutely, Alan. And I, we beat that drum a lot, and it's very true. But sometimes it's like a barge going down the river. If that barge is going one direction, and you only change its course by about an inch, <laughs> eventually it's going to make a huge turn to the left, so to speak, you know. Sure. So you got to be patient. The little, little changes yield enormous results. You just got to be patient. It's not like a pill that you pop and 45 minutes later, hey, I don't feel the pain anymore. Well, I mean, it reminds me of a story that I heard recently about a, a guy and his buddies. They were going to go fishing on an oil rig, which was just off the horizon of uh, you know, where they were, mm -hmm. were at. And they, they jumped on the boat like they always do. And you know, they figured it's going to take us a couple hours to get there. Three or four hours later, they still hadn't found the, uh, the oil rig that they were going to go fishing on. Oh um, they decided to turn around and come back because they you know, knew they only had a limited amount of fuel. But when they got back, they checked their GPS that they were relying on. And they discovered their GPS was one degree off. One degree. One degree. And it makes you know, that one degree change in, in their GPS or in your path down towards something a little more... Isn't that amazing? More healthy. I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. Isn't that amazing? That's, but how does that, that applies to a lot of things, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> your own personal life. If you're happy and you're letting, you're letting one little person out of eight billion ruin your day, then that one little person you let in is changing the course of your day. You know, you've got to decide what you do. You know? Well, at that point, it's a matter of deciding who has the power or over who you give the power to. That, well, exactly. It's, <laughs> no, we no, give it away a lot, don't we? No one has the power unless you give it to them. Well, you know, that's a powerful lesson to learn in life, Alan. You know, we blame so many people for taking our power when actually we just didn't, get, we gave it away and didn't protect our power. And sometimes I don't think we realize we mean to do it. I don't think people, I'm guilty of it. 
you know, I'm guilty of giving away my power and not really, just because I love, I love, I love, I love to give. <laughs> sure. It's like after when I give one of my performances, you know, I give every bit of my heart to these people. I pour it out and by the time I'm done, I'm exhausted. I don't care, like yesterday when I did that, I came home, I was drained from giving every little bit of energy I had to these people. And, and it's a matter of making that choice. You chose to give your energy to those people because, yeah, I you, chose, exactly. because you know that you have a mission in life to exactly. teach people about you know, making that one degree mm -hmm. change in their life, to, That's right. to eat a little healthier, to maybe raise their energy, raise, their, raise your consciousness. Raise their vibration too. Ab absolutely. And, it's true. And you know, so you chose to make that difference. Now, if someone had demanded it of you, maybe you wouldn't have been able to give your all towards that. Exactly. So it's, it's exactly. a matter of choosing where you, where you put your it's energy. That's what life is. What, what are we, Alan, right now? At this point in life, you and me sitting right here looking at each other, you and I, we are currently the end result of everything we've exposed ourselves into in our entire life. Everything you watch, everything you read, everything you smell, everything you touch is forming and shaping who you are. That's why I always say that you're, you are the five people you spend the most time with type of thing. You know, it's, so, it's been proven time and time oh, again. I mean, it's, research studies have shown. Yeah, I mean, I get people standing around me that I, I just have a conversation when I'm leaving. I'm like, oh my God, they did. Even people say, oh, that guy just drained me. You know, we've heard that phrase many times, but it's, it's true. It's well, scientifically. And, and, and another valid. example of giving your energy away, you know, choosing who you give your energy mm -hmm. to, if they're draining you of that energy, mm -hmm. you're, you're choosing to let them because you're spending that, that time exactly. with them. And which, which kind of goes hand in hand with, we choose to, um, when we eat food, this process, like what we're talking about today, we're choosing, we've made a conscious decision. We've chosen to turn our health over to someone who couldn't possibly care any less about your health. You know, they're caring about the bottom line. But everything is a choice. We choose what we watch. We choose what we expose ourselves. Or we choose what we eat. And there's a consequence for everything of our choices. So this is why I think an Indiana Jones choose wisely <laughs> should <laughs> yes. be our life's mantra. The blue pill or the red pill, yeah, Neo. <laughs> exactly. And think. There's that pause you make. Don't just impulsively reach for something on the shelf or make a decision in life or react to somebody. Um, always take that three or four seconds like they say drink a little glass of water between the time that someone says something and you react <laughs> or you make a decision take a minute and hmm don't be so impulsive and your choices will improve because you give yourself just that millisecond more to think it over and then your yellow chakra kicks in and says run or come to me you know that, that mm. fight or flight thing yeah, or this that, is good that, this that is bad gut reaction oh and do you use your gut a lot? Absolutely. It's, it's infallible. I don't, I don't know how. No, my, my gut has led me astray a time or two. Well, probably because you second-guessed it. Or because it was my <laughs> ego guiding my gut. Ah, see, there you go, yeah. That damn ego. <laughs> well, you blame a lot on the ego. No, I like to face it and kick its ass someday. <laughs> I just, you know, that would be the sweetest thing I could ever do because uh, it... You know, it interferes with the mind, you know, you, you can't let the ego make decisions for you. And we both learned that. And, uh, but anyway, this eating, whatever it is, it, how does, is ego related to, I, I ate this all my life and, and dad ate it, my grandpa ate it, and I'm going to eat it too, by golly, I don't care if it gives me heart disease. Well, <laughs> is that ego or is that just I, foolishness? I think that comes from a, a sense of, of, of coming from somewhere in, in history. This is, this is part of my identity because this is where I came from. Mm -hmm. you know, my, my father, my grandfather, you know, we've always eaten mm -hmm. whatever. And 
So therefore, I need to eat this, and I need to pass this down to my kids. Oh yeah. Now my grandfather died of of diabetes, and my father, mm. you know, has heart problems, and you know, I'm on blood pressure medicine, but I need to pass this down, <laughs> or or pass a stone. That's <laughs> true. Like the commercial on TV, where I, and I get so tickled when I see TV because you know exactly what they're doing. There's a there's a man and his son who's probably you know two years old and. And there's very romantic setting, a very intimate father and son time, and and he they're dunking Oreos <laughs> into a glass of milk, and and I've heard parents say, "Well, I want my kids to have everything I had when I was growing up," mm-hmm. and I thought, "Wow, I mean, personally, I I don't know how to because of where I am in my evolution, and I know I'm in a different place, but I don't understand how people can think that way when when you know something." is downright bad for you and you eat it in the same in the sake of of nostalgia it's it, you're eating you're eating memories from the past that make you feel good ephemerally and that's what it but it's like can you get a pop tart i mean you gotta say what am i doing here am i committing murder here am i am i you know <laughs> is this the right thing is this food feeding my son or daughter or is this food depleting them or am i doing this for the romance and the emotion now, now you know you know what you're doing now is you're you're negating my ability to justify serving <laughs> s'mores on our campouts now. <laughs> if it's if you only have s'mores one time a year and you go out and campfire and have them, eat them for goodness sake. That's what I think. I think we need to realize that a treat once in a while is is a reward for a job well done. Well, and everything in moderation. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure that I want some of this processed stuff in moderation, but. Now, if you're going to make those steps in the right direction, you don't have to completely eliminate the convenience stuff altogether. No, no. not a balance, mean, Alan, like we've talked. If you're going to eat a piece of pizza or half of a pizza, make sure you eat a huge garden salad with it. Well, like, when I go to my favorite pizza buffet, they have the salad bar and they have the pizza bar. Yeah, but which one? <laughs> the, I make it a habit. First place I go is to the salad yeah, bar. Maybe you, but maybe. The average, the average person, we just take the and boil it all down to the average Joe. Now, never mind the uh, the scoops and scoops of dressing that go on top yeah, of it, yeah, too. It's like, yeah. But you know, one step at a time. <laughs> one step at a time. <laughs> I did see a lady not too long ago at the salad bar, and, and bless her heart, she was she had a little chunk in her trunk, and a lot of chunk in her trunk. But anyway, I, I empathize. I understood. And I thought, go, saw her go to the salad bar. And I thought, oh, bless her heart, she's getting all these you know broccoli and all this. And then she decanted about, Two cups worth of blue cheese. Oh, <laughs> like yada yada. Wow. Well, you know, you don't want to actually taste the vegetables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, we're so used to eating foods that pop and explode in our mouth, like they're talking sugar. Or these kids that eat them when we eat something fruit and vegetably, it doesn't have that pop, so it doesn't have that exciting mouth feel that everybody wants. You know, when you bite into certain potato chips, like. Yeah, there's an explosion of flavor. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what they want. They want flavor. They don't care about nutrition. They just want you to buy it because. Because it because it tastes good and and obviously that's what we want we want to taste we want food because it's uh but nonetheless Alan this so, this thing with the cereals ended up being a disastrous part of our okay so culture. so do we stay away from the cereal aisle altogether what do we do for breakfast if we're not going to be putting this processed stuff in yeah. our I mean you know there, well, there's yeah. there's bacon and eggs there's uh, well, but, Biscuits but and gravy. Don't, people don't even cook with their kids anymore. That's why you see the poop tarts and Diet Coke and, and uh, Mountain Dew on the corners in the morning. Sandy and I cook oatmeal. We get the steel cut oats. Instant oats are no different than eating a bowl of sugar. Instant oats and instant rice are so processed that it hit your, your bloodstream like, 
glucose and, you, and your body reacts to it just like it would sugar. So we make a, we cook, I like batch cooking. And so uh, I'll take oh, a big old box of, of steel cut oats. Not the instant oats. I was going to say, I, I've, seen, cooking. I've seen the quick cooking steel cut but oats. See, they've been are... still, they, little, little, the P word, they've been processed just enough to diminish them. See, processed heat kills. When you put things in a machine and heat at high temperature, you're destroying its vital energy that we talked about, reducing its frequency to zero. So I'm saying, I get like a, a pint, a, a pound, let's say, of steel cut oats and cook it at once. And it makes a big batch. But I put it in little containers and put it in the freezer, and I leave one out in the refrigerator for me that I, I actively work out. So that way in the mm -hmm. morning, like this morning, I get my, my, my saucepan on the stove. I take enough of that, my steel-cut oats already cooked, and I put it in my thing, add my, I use nut milks. Then I add my blueberries and my blackberries. I found this triple blend of, uh, at Meyer of all kinds of berries. I put flaxseed in it. I put walnuts in it. Then I put a little raw honey in it. So that's my breakfast. Or you could do Ezekiel bread. Um, there's so many things you can do for breakfast. We just don't like cooking in the kitchen, Alan. We don't like the kitchen. We are terrified of a stove. So many people haven't even learned how to you know, boil water. Well, I'm going to say it. The Generation X people, and I'm, it's no one's fault. It's their parents, probably the boomers. I have to blame myself for this. But there's a couple of generations out there that don't know how to cook. I mean, it's a basic human survival. If you're out in the woods and you, all of a sudden you're out, you got to know how to start a fire and cook and, and do what Og and Grog did when they stood upright in the end of the man. Or, you, learned, or yeah. you don't make it past Or you don't make week. it past. So just to learn basic cooking skills were lost by two, two or three generations in there. But when I see the millennials and I see kids like Olson Burr embracing this food medicine and verbally expressing to me that we can change the world one spoonful at a time. Absolutely right. And I'm right. like, wow, out of the mouths of babes, these kids are just, I've just fallen in love with the millennials. And I know they don't need my love. They don't need my support. But they're like old hippies. <laughs> they believe in something. They're going to do something. And these guys got the money to make the change, Alan. And that's, you know. Now, for breakfast in the morning, I get Ezekiel bread. I'll put a slice of Ezekiel bread. And I get some almond butter and spray it and put on it. Um, Get plain yogurt and sprinkle some walnuts. Walnuts, yogurt, and honey are so delicious. It's a Greek natural uh, flavor. I mean, I just love the richness of it. Flaxseed and nuts. And if you're going to cook eggs, get some local eggs. If you're going to cook some bacon, go to the farmer's market on Saturday. Buy some from a local guy that doesn't use all the nitrates. So it's not that we have to give everything up. We just have to find better ways to cook and how to source things and not be falling dead asleep zombies walking through the store robotically buying what we're told because the, the seeds have been planted by advertising and, and the people who advertise and market these things. They want you to buy certain foods because they make the most money off of it. Well, sure. I mean, I've seen people walking through the aisles of the grocery store, pushing their cart and literally reaching over exactly. without Precisely. even looking because yeah, they exactly. know where it's at. They see a color, a face like Tony yeah. the Tiger or or the blue box of, uh, of death, I call it, the, uh, <laughs> what do they call it, the macaroni and cheese. My gosh, my daughter Missy makes the most wonderful homemade macaroni and cheese. You could never replace that with a box of chemicalized cheese and, and, and whole flour, that, and bit, but we've forgotten. We don't like to go back in the kitchen. It takes too much time. Um, and I love making macaroni and cheese. We used to have heavy cream. Of course, I used to make it real bad. <laughs> and we talked about that lobster mac and cheese. Oh, gosh. With the, the, <laughs> the eight-paragraph ingredients right. list. <laughs>
Are you starting to smell what we're cooking, folks? You got to read labels. Pay a little attention to what you're buying. Don't be afraid to step out of that box because, like Alan and I say, there's another level of feel-good just waiting for you. You just don't know. There's another, there's a more authentic version of who you are. There's a spiritual connection. Yesterday, a lady told me she felt closer to God because she ate better and treated her temple um, more fairly and gave it what it needed. So therefore, she was in a higher level of communication with all that is. I mean, these are things you can't write. These people volunteer this and come right up to me. And there's nothing more beautiful as when you hear something like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's not hard. Just make make those little changes. You know, that, that one degree, right. that turn will, will make a huge change. It may not even seem like very much today. But if you start doing these things, you know, pay attention to the labels on your mm -hmm. cereal boxes. There's so much stuff on there mm -hmm. that... So your, your body doesn't know what it is. So if your body doesn't know what it is, what's it going to do with it? Well, it's going to cause it, disease. This it, is it, where it, all these problems, your body is. Disease is your body's way of telling you, don't put that in it. You end up with all of these problems that, w that we've been talking about. You know, buy your groceries around mm -hmm. the outside of the stores, they always mm -hmm. say. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's where that always is good. Uh, or, or better yet, go to farmers markets. Grow oh. your you know, grow your own where you can. I can't, wait. I can't wait. Farmers markets are like, we're a week away from them opening in. And I've signed up for like five or six of them, and I'm going to be busy. I love, what a great community that is. Oh. I, I can't wait till after Mother's Day when I can start putting plants in the ground. Oh, that for, too. Oh, for my tomatoes and my peppers. Oh, yeah. And, oh, that's what you're doing this year? Are you doing any basil or anything like that? Too? Uh, well, there, there will be basil. There's always chives. Uh -huh. Best dip in the world. Chives, garlic, Greek yogurt, oh, a little Greek bit yogurt. of lemon juice, yeah, yeah, yeah. dip some carrots in it. Mm. Oh. And think what you're getting in a probiotic. See, that's the way, that's the way we must start looking. At food, every food, every food we eat has to have some value to our, our existence to give our body something. Your body spends its entire life trying to keep you alive, so we need to show it a little love. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> and you know, we've been doing this one, you know, I, I think our original tension was when we sat down for this to, to talk about the kids and talk about Team Wendell and to talk about how in, inspirational these guys are. Mm -hmm. and. Oh, they are. Oh, my gosh. I mean, We're going to get Little Olsen on here in the show one day and let him, t let him just talk. You won't oh, believe what comes out of this kid's mouth. <laughs> You're like, what did he just say? <laughs> he loves, when we were on the show, he, he, I think he understands the value of fiber, you know? Because I'm always, oh, the, I freak the dogs out. Because we want everybody to understand that fiber is the <laughs> roto-rooter <laughs> of your GI tract. You know? so, well, I mean, you have to clear the plumbing somehow, and that's what fiber's well, purpose is. Your home pipes at home eventually need you know, uh, a snake going up there. So let's, let's avoid the snake issue. I think connotes a very ugly image I don't even want to think about. But we, we could do reverse peristalsis, you know, by sprinkling flaxseed and, and uh, chia seed on everything we eat. But anyway, but I digress. Even the cereals in the morning, you know, you these kids, if you can just get sprinkled on their foods as they eat, they'll know what's there. But the little colons are going, yay. And how will they know what's really good if we don't start teaching them? Exactly. You know, when they're children. I mean, it's, it's our jobs as, as adults, right. as, as their parents. Right. They have to learn it from us. It's called love. Because if they don't learn it from us, they're going to start putting this other stuff in their bodies, exactly. and their brains are going to go, Whoopee! exactly. And that's it's a one degree change exactly. the other direction. Exactly. Yeah. So, love your children. You know, just love them, love them, love them. That's the most important thing, and and it starts at the dinner table. Peace on earth starts at the dinner table. When you're healthy, you're happy. 
When you're healthy and happy, your family's healthy and happy. Then it radiates it from that into the world. So don't worry about changing the world. Change yourself first, and the world around you will change. Well, it's like the, uh, the song that we, we sang in church so long ago. Is, let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. I think that's great. I can't even... That's, I'm speechless, Alan. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful, brother. I love that. Yeah. You touched my heart on that one. That was one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Well, just the words were just seem very appropriate. Uh, so, well, maybe but, uh, maybe in the show notes we can add a, a link to that song somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Find a good version of it. Absolutely. But you know, this is not love by feeding kids. This Kellogg. This is not a form of love. So when you food, feed your kids these these kind of cereals, it's a form of child abuse. But we've we've rationalized it in our mind. You know, I can I can Sandy brings a piece of cake in the house from someplace. I'm going to rationalize a way to eat that cake. <laughs> so, so the deal is never bring it home. You know, and we're very successful at because I'm human. We just need to just say no to Tony the Tiger and 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 and, and smarten up a little bit and, and, and educate ourselves. Alan, that's what this show is all about. Bring people up to speed on what food truly is. I'll be aware of what you're doing for your your body when you put the food in your mouth. Your holy temple. For your holy temple and and your children as well in this case because oh. we're you know we're we're talking oh. about feeding the children, talking about how it's so important to love your children. And starting at the dinner table, exactly. So they can start to think more about what it is that really means to to feed your holy temple, to mm-hmm. feed your body. What it is to, to learn to eat well, which also leads to thinking well. To, oh, absolutely. To, to living well, hand in hand, and to be aware of you know, f- for each meal, for each bite of each meal, to to not be afraid of putting that in your mouth because someone who has not your best interest in mind. <laughs> Has influenced you. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's it's a matter of that awareness. It's a matter of... It's all about choices, 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 choices. We choose. It's like that phrase, choose to be happy. It's a choice. It's, everything's a choice. You, I start my first day, and if I don't do it in the first seven minutes, uh, Abraham Hicks uh, does this. This is a wonderful thing. But the first seven minutes you wake up sets the tone for your day. So first thing I do is everything's all right. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to be very productive today. It's going to be a great day. And I'll spend the rest of the day in a happy place. And you've mentioned it too. It makes a huge difference in your day. Start by choosing to be happy. Is it? And that includes choosing the good things Mm -hmm. to eat, not the Mm -hmm. awful, no good things created by people. Shoved in our faces. (laughs) (laughs) Eat this. Just because you see it advertised on television doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Mm -hmm. But chances are pretty good that those Mm -hmm. people are more concerned about making... A profit off exactly. of your choice yeah. than to help you make mm-hmm. good choices. Yeah. There's a lot of phrases out there that say, don't buy anything you see advertised on national TV because that's part of big food and they're the ones who are putting all the chemicals in the food you know, for increased profit. Yeah, well, I mean, as a practical matter, that's that's almost impossible to do. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think the inmates run the jail on this <laughs> one, you know. I don't think that uh, FDA doesn't really say a lot sometimes. It's like, oh, you're going to put carbon monoxide in all the meats in the grocery stores now because it'll last six or eight weeks longer? Eh, what the hell? You know, I used to pick up sushi at the grocery store and it said right on the label, Alan, carbon monoxide was used in the preservation of the sink because it takes the oxygen out of the, out of the room. So you can wrap it, boosh, no oxygen. Well, it's going to last forever. So <laughs> kind of, you ready for this? It kind of answered the reason that I always felt exhausted after I ate my sushi. <laughs> exhausted. Wow. Carbon monoxide. There's a joke in there, Alan. <laughs> Apparently not a very good one, folks. I hope you at home got that one. But boom. Bing. <laughs> 
Wow. Carbon monoxide oh, always exhausts me. Oh, okay. If I have to repeat it twice, uh, then maybe we need to wind this up, Alan, before I, uh, <laughs> the trains. Oh, my are, gosh. The wheels are coming off. Oh, my oh, gosh. We love you, folks. Thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, we're going to be back next week. We will be back next week. We'll have more suggestions on ways that you can improve the way that you eat, yeah. the ways that you can put a little more positivity in your thinking, be you a little bet. more aware of what you're doing in the moment as right. it regards to your food, right. and, and maybe you know, a little bit more about positive thoughts. And, right. and Become a little bit more you. But either way, you put it together, it's a recipe for mindful living. It is. That's right. And it'll help you to make the most out of things and to help you to live right now. We sincerely hope you like what you heard and you'll look for us on iTunes and Stitcher. Maybe even leave a comment for us and join us next time as we talk about ways that you can live right now.